if you'll stand and sing our call to worship with us. everybody here this morning, especially all of our visitors. We welcome you to Memorial. We hope you find a peace here and a good family and a home um, and a place to worship together with a fellow believers. Let's sing together how great is our God.
Sanctuary. <laughs> Chances are you don't know that person sitting near you because I don't know who they are. So turn and greet somebody near you, and then as, uh, as you get seated, we'll ask our children to come forward for a few moments.
good morning. I know that with Carson and Ella and all in school, they have been a line leader before. Have you ever walked in front of a line with a line leader? A line leader is an important thing, isn't it? Because you lead the class wherever you go that day. But the people that are behind you, they're important too, aren't they? Because if they weren't there, then it wouldn't be a line, and you wouldn't be the leader of it. So we have to think about that because without the others, it wouldn't be a line, and a leader couldn't be a leader. So it's kind of like that with Jesus. Jesus and God called the disciples to follow Jesus. And so there was one point where Jesus washed the disciples' feet. And the disciples at first didn't like it because Jesus wasn't supposed to be washing the feet because he was the leader. So Jesus became like a servant because only in Jesus' time, only servants were supposed to wash the feet. So Jesus wanted to find, Jesus wanted to be the servant of the disciples because he said to be able to go into the world, you have to be a servant of all. Do you know what it means to be a servant? Ella, you know what it means to be a servant? To be a servant means that you need to help each other, help other people without expecting any kind of reward or any kind of prize. Do you do that at your house? Do you do things for your parents without knowing that you're going to get a prize? You do? All right, so we have to serve others too. So we're going uh, to have a foot washing here in a little bit. And that doesn't mean that you have to serve others by washing each other's feet every day, but it means that you need to go out and help each other, help other people. And we need to do that without expecting any kind of reward or prize. So this week, I want you to find somebody, whether it's somebody in your family or somebody in your class at school, to help, okay, without expecting anything in return. Okay, let us pray. Dear God, Show us the way to be servants this week to other people. In your name we pray. Amen. Good to see everyone here this morning for this uh, time of worship. We will be having communion also in a part of the service this morning. And we want to remind any of our visitors that um, the United Methodist communion table is an open table. And uh, you're all invited. Uh, this is the Lord's table. And so he invites whoever wants to to participate in communion. And so you are welcome. Um, what we will do for this is we'll have uh, two stations and um, they will, someone will be holding the bread and you'll pinch a piece of the bread off in the uh, cup uh, when you walk by and then just keep moving if you'll go back to the center aisle to your seats. Andy will have instructions about the other uh, part of the service in a few minutes. Um, I want to give you also an opportunity to share any prayer concerns that you might have. Uh, if you have a concern to share of, of uh, family or friends, if you'd raise your hand, our ushers will bring you a, an index card and we will uh, certainly share your concern with the rest of us in a few moments. Today at 4.30, there will be uh, 
uh, first meeting of the confirmation class. Um, this is our youth who are learning about what it means to be members of the church and to uh, live a committed life to Christ. Of course, they've been learning that their whole lives. But we try to pull the loose ends together during confirmation, and that begins this afternoon at 4.30 upstairs in this building in a classroom yet to be confiscated. But uh, that will begin today. I'd like to now call on uh, Whitney Hannon for an announcement. L is for the way you look at me. O is for the only one I see. V is very, very extra. That's just a preview of what's ahead for tonight's dinner. Just wanted to um, thank you all for your support and to encourage those that haven't bought a ticket yet that we still have them on sale. Um, we'd love for you to come out and join this night full of fun, fellowship, great food. Um, just that we're so excited about throwing this tonight. I mean, we've had a great time planning it, just getting everything together. And so please, if you haven't bought a ticket, please um, buy one today. And um, also just wanted to um, pray real fast, if you don't mind. Um, Lord, thank you so much for an amazing day and just bringing us all here together, Lord. And just um, thank you for all the support that this class has had um, in planning this dinner tonight, just to bring this church family together, just for a night full of fun, fellowship, and food. And um, just thank you for just the communion that we're about to receive, um, the your body and the and the blood that you shed for our sins, Lord. And just um, let us that be a constant reminder of your love for us as we prepare um, for this Lent season and for the um, resurrection and your death that, um, on Easter. Lord, just again, thank you for all the support that this church has given this class. And um, Lord, we just thank you and love you. In Christ's name, amen. Ordinary is even more than it. They told me this would be a different kind of service. Um, let's see, we also have a bake sale going on today. Blair, do y'all have or our, our, uh, our, uh, somebody an announcement about that? It's after this service and after the, other, the later service as well. Bake sale? Okay. Uh, all righty. Um, got a bit of happiness and a bit of bad news as well to share with you. I'll start with the bad. Um, one of our regular worshipers, although not a member here, died this week. Um, you may remember Roger Bragdon. He was here last Sunday morning. Um, he comes along with his, his uh, daughter's family, the Powells, uh, they all moved down here from the Greenville, Tennessee area. And um, during the night, early Tuesday morning, uh, Roger suffered a massive heart attack and died. And family's away in Tennessee for the funeral. Um, back on the table back there, I printed out the obituary with a picture of Roger in case you need a little help putting two, to two together and remembering who that was. Big fella. Uh, interesting write-up too. He was a former mayor of a community up in Tennessee, so he was very active in 
civic life, and I'm sure his family will be missing him. And then the good news is we have a new baby in the congregation. In fact, we have a new foster baby. Greg and Rochelle Foster had a baby. <clears throat> Little Ryan uh, was born very early on Saturday morning after midnight. Uh, Coach Kelly Watson was there to assist in the delivery. It, it just brought back such many wonderful memories for Kelly. She's wanting to have 10 or 15 more babies. No, okay. But uh, I went up there yesterday and visited uh, with the Fosters, and Rochelle said, Ryan is so calm and relaxed and just, just, just lies there sleeping. And I, So I'm not sure who his mother is. <laughs> Must take after his calm daddy. So uh, anyway, we rejoice with them in that. Could we uh, have your prayer request collected now by the ushers and we will share our time together in prayer. Ushers. Let us join our hearts together in prayer. Lord, we thank you for special services that remind us of, of the importance of your work in our lives. We thank you for the sacrament of Holy Communion that reminds us of Calvary and of the sealing of a new covenant between God and his children, sealed by the actions and the blood and body of Jesus. We thank you for that strong, strong covenant based upon Jesus and his strength and not upon humanity and our weakness. We celebrate this in the sacrament. We also thank you for the special service of foot washing which reminds us of the importance of going into the world in the name of Jesus, who, although he was King of kings and Lord of lords, allowed himself to become servant of all people. And he showed us that service and servanthood is the highest calling that there is in life. Call us, O oh Lord, to go from this place and figuratively speaking, wash one another's feet as well as the feet of all the people in our communities as we serve in Christ's name. We pray these special prayers today. We pray for troops in harm's way, their families and loved ones. We thank you for the continued healing of Mark Johnson. We give you thanks for Greg and Rochelle Foster and the new baby Ryan Thomas, and we pray your continued blessings upon them. We pray for Zach Guest and decisions that are weighing heavy on his mind and heart. We pray for Judy and Tony Tipton, for healing for Carl Reinick and especially for Mike Berg, who is in a lot of pain. 
We give you thanks for successful and good surgery for Ada Morrison and the recovery that is going well for her. These are our prayers through Jesus Christ who taught us to pray, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever. Amen. And now we'll have Andy lead us. If you have your Bibles with you, you can go ahead and turn to John chapter 13. That's where our lesson is going to be coming from for today. Um, and as you can see, we are set up for the foot washing service I prepared slash warned you about last week. Um, and whether or not you choose to participate or not, I think it's going to be a really meaningful experience just to be here and do this. And then, of course, we have communion later on in the service. Um, and so I really felt God was leading me to do this. So I hope that it's meaningful for, for everyone in attendance here today. Um, let's pray before we begin. Dear Lord, we thank you for the opportunity to come and worship you together. We ask that you would send your Holy Spirit upon us and that, that we might have our minds opened and our hearts opened and that we might hear you speak through the word and through song and through the experience of foot washing and through the observance of Holy Communion. Help us to leave here today motivated to be better servants for you this coming week than we have been this past week. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. Our scripture lesson comes from John chapter 13, verses 1 through 17. Now before the feast of the Passover, when Jesus knew that his hour had come to depart out of this world to the Father, having loved his own who were in the world, he loved them to the end. During supper, when the devil had already put it into the heart of Judas Iscariot, Simon's son, to betray him, Jesus, knowing that the Father had given all things into his hands, and that he had come from God and was going back to God, rose from supper. He laid aside his outer garments and, taking a towel, tied it around his waist. Then he poured water into a basin and began to wash the disciples' feet and to wipe them with the towel that was wrapped around him. He came to Simon Peter, who said to him, Lord, do you wash my feet? Jesus answered him, What I am doing you do not understand now, but afterward you will understand. Peter said to him, You shall never wash my feet. Jesus answered, If I do not wash you, you have no share with me. Simon Peter said to him, Lord, not my feet only, but also my hands and my head. Jesus said to him, The one who is bathed does not need to wash except for his feet, but is completely clean, and you are clean, but not every one of you. For he knew who was to betray him. That was why he said, Not all of you are clean. When he had washed their feet and put on his outer garments and resumed his place, he said to them, Do you understand what I have done to you? You call me teacher and Lord, and you are right, for so I am. If I then, your Lord and teacher, have washed your feet, you also ought to wash one another's feet. For I have given you an example that you also should do just as I have done to you. Truly, truly, I say to you, a servant is not greater than his master, nor is a messenger greater than the one who sent him. 
If you know these things, blessed are you if you do them. The word of God for the people of God. I told you last week that I was going to be short, and I intend to be, but as Kelly will attest, I have a wireless mic, which means I can walk and talk, which is a feat in itself, but I may tend to ramble, is, is probably what she would say. I want to begin by giving you a little bit of historical context about this passage. This is the Passover feast, and at such feasts, it would have been custom that the participants would have bathed before they got there. It was a big deal in Jewish culture. And, and so when they got to the meal, the only thing that would have needed washing is their feet because it would have been encrusted with the grime and the dirt from walking on, on the streets in the Holy Land, and they didn't have paved roads. And so their feet would have really collected a lot of dust. And so that would be washed before the meal began. This was custom. Um, Jesus was not doing anything brand new here. He was doing something that a servant would usually do, but, but they would have been used to this. They, it would not have been foreign to them. And so that leads us to the next question. Well, why would Jesus do this, and what does this mean? And, of course, if you read through it, Jesus is talking symbolically through the whole thing. When he comes to Simon Peter, Simon Peter says, um, you going to wash my feet, Lord? And Jesus says, you don't understand what I'm doing, but if you'll hold on a minute, I'll explain when I get finished. Just let me finish. And Peter says, you're not going to wash my feet. I'm not going to let you. And Jesus says, if I don't wash you, then you have no part in me. You have no share in me. And Peter says, well, hold on a minute then. Then wash my head, my hands, my arm. Just give me a full body wash. And Jesus says, no, you don't need the full body wash because anybody who has had a bath is clean. And all of you are clean except for one. And he, was, he, of course, was talking about Judas, but the fact that he said all are clean and all have bathed except for one lends us to believe that this is something symbolic. He wasn't saying that Judas stunk and that he could smell him from where he was. That's not what he was talking about. Judas was symbolically not clean. So what is this cleansing that Jesus is talking about? I think it's salvation. We've all heard the song, Washed in the Blood, and that imagery denotes a, a spiritual cleansing, a spiritual bath, if you will. And for those of us here today who have accepted Christ as our Lord and Savior and placed our faith in Him and in Him alone, that bath has occurred, that cleansing has occurred. And so that all that remains to do, according to Jesus' words, is to wash our feet. So what does that mean symbolically? And I think that means that the part of us that is left here on this earth, in this journey of faith, our flesh, our feet, the part that accumulates sin and shame and guilt and suffering and heartache due to the trials in this life, needs to be cleansed regularly. And so that's what this is symbolic of. You have at the same meal, the beginning, you have a foot washing. And at the end, you have communion. And you're going to get a chance to participate in both of those today. But the whole meal is centered around servanthood. Jesus stoops to serve us, stooped to serve his disciples long ago. And then he commands us to do the same with each other. And now this takes humility in two ways. First of all, it takes humility to wash someone else's feet. Jesus got up from the table and took the servant's position. Jesus came from heaven, gave up his place next to God, and came to serve us. And we are to serve one another in like manner. This takes humility. 
But I think one of the most important things is it takes a lot of humility to have somebody wash your feet and to serve you. And so on both ends of the spectrum, we're talking about servanthood and humility. And you say, well, what is a foot washing then? How do we wash each other's feet? Well, we wash each other's feet as brothers and sisters in Christ with love and prayer and conversation and encouragement and forgiveness and patience and kindness as we extend the arm of Christian charity to one another. And what Jesus is really saying here is that you are not in this alone. We are all called to be servants. And being all called to be servants, that means that we need to be serving others. But also we need to realize that if everyone's called to be servants in the family of Christ, then that means somebody's called to serve you. And so you have to have humility at both ends. Now, I know that some of you may be feeling a little bit uncomfortable about taking off your shoes in church. Um, and rightly so. Peter was uncomfortable as well. Peter, as Arthur pointed out in a sermon this time last year, was probably, if you look at the scriptures and decipher where the placement of the disciples was, was probably in, this, in the seat of the lowest guest. And so it would have been his responsibility to wash the feet of the members who were attending and participating in the meal before the meal began. And so Jesus was actually doing something that Peter did. Peter should have done. And I think that's the way it is with us. That's why this is uncomfortable. Allowing someone else to serve us when we know we should be serving others. How often does Christ in our lives bless us, give us the strength, the encouragement, and the love that we should be showing other people who he's died for. And so to use this as a symbol to remember that you are to be serving. And in that commandment is the fact that you are also to be served and accept service from those who are willing to give it to you. Now the way this is going to work is, is that um, you will come up here at the direction of the ushers and you will fill up one of the three stations. It doesn't really matter which station. You will take off your sock and your shoe on one foot. And Lee and Marnie have agreed to help me. And Lee and or Marnie or myself will wash your foot and dry it, and then you may return your sock and shoe, put your sock and shoe back on. And once everybody at your station or the chairs there has had their foot washed, you may get up and return to your seat. Now, I told you last week that you didn't have to participate, and you don't. Not up here, but you need to participate where you are. And that is by allowing this, observing this, to be a symbolic reminder of what you are to be as a Christian, and that is a servant. And the willingness you should have to show love and kindness and, and pray for other people and encourage other people in their walk knowing that you need it too. And so even if you don't come up here, this should still be meaningful for you. Now, I would also like to say that I, I want to give you an option because I think this could be very meaningful for some of you who may want to wash the feet of your family members. You want to do that. You don't have to by any means, but if you feel led to do that, because I think it can be very meaningful, then just tell Marnie or Lee or myself and we'll step aside and let you wash the feet of your family members. Um, other than that, 
I hope nobody chooses not to participate because of the state that your feet are in. Um, you know, that's not what this is all about. Uh, nobody's going to run and tell so-and-so, did you see her nail polish or anything like that? That's not going to happen. You know, it, it's, uh, you're not facing the crowd. This is something that is supposed to be semi-private and, and personal. But at the same time, the disciples were called to do it to each other at a very um, intimate meal. And so I, I want you uh, to feel free to come and do this. Uh, and hopefully, regardless of what your level of participation is, you will leave here a better servant from this point on than you have been up to this point. Let's begin.
Whether you had your feet washed or not, I hope it's been meaningful to you. Um, certainly humbling on both ends of the spectrum. And now we will proceed with our service towards Holy Communion. Listen to the invitation. Christ our Lord invites to his table all who love him, who earnestly repent of their sin and seek to live in peace with one another. Therefore, let us confess our sin before God and one another. The prayer of confession there should be on the screen next. <clears throat> let us pray. Merciful God, we confess that we have not loved you with our whole heart. We have failed to be an obedient church. We have not done your will. We have broken your law. We have rebelled against your love. We have not loved our neighbors, and we have not heard the cry of the needy. Forgive us, we pray. Free us for joyful obedience. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Hear the good news. Christ died for us while we were yet sinners. That proves God's love toward us. In the name of Jesus Christ, you are forgiven. In the name of Jesus Christ, you are forgiven. Glory to God. Amen. Now let us worship God by giving our, and receiving our morning offering.
Let us join together in sharing the great thanksgiving. The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is right and a good and joyful thing always and everywhere to give thanks to you, Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. From the earth you bring forth bread and create the fruit of the vine. You formed us in your image, delivered us from captivity, and made covenant to be our sovereign God. You fed us manna in the wilderness and gave grapes as evidence of the promised land. And so with your people on earth and all the company of heaven, we praise your name and join their unending hymn. Holy, holy, holy Lord, God of power and might, heaven and earth are full of your glory. Hosanna in the highest. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. Holy are you and blessed is your son, Jesus Christ, when we had turned aside from your way and abused your gifts, you gave us in him your crowning gift. Emptying himself that our joy might be full, he fed the hungry, healed the sick, ate with the scorned and forgotten, washed his disciples' feet, and gave a holy meal as a pledge of his abiding presence. By the baptism of his suffering death and resurrection, you gave birth to your church, delivered us from slavery to sin and death, and made with us a new covenant by water and the Spirit. On the night in which he gave himself up for us, he took bread, gave thanks to you, broke the bread, gave it to his disciples and said, Take, eat, this is my body which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. When the supper was over, he took the cup, gave thanks to you, gave it to his disciples and said, drink from this, all of you. This is my blood of the new covenant poured out for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. And so in remembrance of these, your mighty acts in Jesus Christ, we offer ourselves in praise and thanksgiving as a holy and living sacrifice in union with Christ's offering for us as we proclaim the mystery of faith. Christ has died, Christ is risen, Christ will come again. Pour out your Holy Spirit on us gathered here and on these gifts of bread and wine. Make them be for us the body and blood of Christ, that we may be for the world the body of Christ redeemed by his blood. By your Spirit make us one with Christ, one with each other, and one in ministry to all the world until Christ comes in final victory and we feast at his heavenly banquet. Through your Son, Jesus Christ, with the Holy Spirit and your holy church, all honor and glory is yours, Almighty Father, now and forever. Amen. I will invite uh, Bill and Mark and uh, Andy to come assist me as we uh, invite you to come and receive body and blood of our Lord and Savior.
want to thank Andy for a very meaningful service this morning. Because of the time, we will dismiss you with the benediction and invite you to stand. Now may you go forth in peace, being servants in the name of the one who gave his body and blood for us. Have a great week. Please leave your chair so that they won't have to place chairs again tonight.